Have you had enough of the big name web hosting services that are long on promises, but short on bleeding edge features, uptime and customer service? Or are you just looking for a performance boost for your business's online presence? The answer is Agorist Hosting. Agorist Hosting is the agile web host that offers full concierge service from website redesign, full e-commerce solutions, even custom apps for your Shopify store and more all with security, reliability, redundancy, and privacy at the forefront. Oh, and those bleeding edge features? How about hosting your data in a decentralized system like IPFS, the interplanetary file system? Good luck getting that from those other guys. Agoras Hosting is ready to take your web presence into the future. Head over to agoristhosting.com to get started. That's A-G-O-R-I-S-T hosting.com agoristhosting.com The following is a presentation of the Sovereign Tech Podcast Feed. I think we need to wrap this up, but one theme that we want to ask everybody here, Mm -hmm. uh, and one speaker at great length, is privacy. Uh-huh. There seems to be this... Sorry, Mark. Sorry, I don't know if Mark's here, here, but... <laughs> um, hey, Mark. <laughs> so, um, there's, there seems to be, to have been a spate of mistakes or, you know, false starts or things that have to do with privacy where companies have had to retreat, whether it's things with Facebook, things with Google Buzz, uh, uh, there was... There was or Google's... Uh, Wi-Fi collection recently? Yeah, that Wi-Fi collection that inadvertent, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> talk to me about that. How, how, how is privacy looked at differently in, the, in Silicon Valley than in the rest of America? Uh, no, Silicon Valley's not monolithic. Uh, we've always had a very different view of privacy than some of our colleagues in the Valley. We take privacy extremely seriously. As an example, we worry a lot about location in phones. And we worry that some, you know, 14-year-old is going to get stalked and something terrible is going to happen because of our phone. And so, as an example, before any app can get location data, we don't make it a rule that they have to put up a panel and ask because they might not follow that rule. They call our location services and we put up the panel saying, this app wants to use your location data. Is that okay with you? Every time they want to use it. And we do a lot of things like that to to ensure that people understand what these apps are doing. That's one of the reasons we have the curated app store. We have rejected a lot of apps that want to take a lot of your personal data and suck it up into the cloud. A lot. So, we're really old, a lot of people in the Valley think we're really old-fashioned about this. Uh, And maybe we are, but we worry about stuff like this. But aren't you also going to be moving more into cloud-based things? Are we going to be moving more into cloud-based things? Sure. But, but and doesn't that inevitably no. get you? No. Privacy means people know what they're signing up for in plain English and repeatedly. 
That's what it means. I, I, I'm an optimist. I believe people are smart. And some people want to share more data than other people do. Ask them. Ask them every time. Make them tell you to stop asking them if they get tired of your asking them. Let them know precisely what you're going to do with their data. Okay. okay. That's, well, that's what we think. Thank you. Okay, why don't we open up the... Um... We, we have a little... We're running a little late, but we certainly have time for some questions. Uh, I think, actually, you got there first, if I'm sorry. The man of tomorrow is here. The Golden Stallion, Savzu, the Rated R Radio Star, Dr. Brian Sovereign, ready to uh, really do a follow-up here. I mean, are you getting in my shorts? Well, it's Sovereign Shorts, baby. Take that how you want. But we've got a follow-up to my most recent episode, my most recent other Sovereign Shorts, that had to do with Windows 12. Now, that wasn't a mistake. I mean Windows 12, not Windows 11, not Windows 10. Windows 12. Now, we had a conversation in that around, towards the end of it, around the somewhat new technology, at least new for the uh, non, shall we say, non-smartphone, non-Mac PC space, or non-Apple PC space, uh, that being NPU, which is a neural processing unit, which is like a modified GPU, okay? And I talked about in that episode, again, which came out not even a week ago, in that episode, uh, I discussed how my concern is that NPUs in PCs, particularly Windows PCs, but that NPUs in PCs, what they would be used for, even though the selling point would be that it allows you to do, I don't know, fancy shit with your photos you know, on your desktop or laptop computer, much like you can do like magic eraser on a Google pixel six and up or whatever, you know, all these like neat little quote unquote AI, uh, again, not AGI, right. Not Skynet, but AI, uh, tricks with your photos and everything. And that, you know, an NPU would be a major selling point for the next version of windows that being windows 12. And I was basing this off of statements by Panos Panay of Microsoft himself, head of windows, Panos Panay, Okay. It wasn't something I made up, um, that this would be a major selling point for, you know, windows 12. And ultimately what's the point of coming out with new versions of windows. The ultimate point is either schlepping people more ads or, you know, selling more hardware and new hardware to people, you know, getting them to replace their computer, which really should work well for them for frankly, 15 years, but, oh, that's not growth. Can't have that anyway. So we talked about NPUs and the, and that the real danger of NPUs was not what it would do for your photos as far as like how would it improve them or anything. But I had said that my concern was an NPU would be used to scan regularly scan, um, you know, and, and, and not, not just scan, but snoop would be the more accurate word upon your local files. Okay. This was my concern. Now, amazingly, just a few days later, uh, when, from when that episode went live, in fact, maybe a day or two later, uh, a post, a blog post goes live by someone who, you know, and I, and I like getting to do this. It's, it's been, I don't know how many times, uh, it's rare that I actually get to read a story, cover, 
uh, independent work done by someone who bought me dinner. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> um, Jeffrey Paul, who's probably better known in the crypto space, uh, which certainly he's, he can be seen sometimes as a controversial figure in the crypto space, but I would argue just about everybody in the crypto space is controversial, including myself. And he and I are definitely veterans of the space. We've been in it for a very, very long time. Um, but Jeffrey Paul, you know, better known as sneak in the crypto space. Um, and you know, he and I, I mean, let's be clear here. Like I can say this sneak is a guy that knows his shit. All right. Um, also, you know, he's someone where he and I have not always agreed on certain points, but I know he knows his shit. We have a mutual respect. We get it. Okay. Um, so when he comes out with this, you know, independent work on something rather terrifying that he noticed on his, on his, you know, MacBook, uh, this deserves discussion. Now, this was also brought to my attention through uh, Q22 at NWO.red, of course, Sovereign Tech email address. Um, and it was sent to me by a great listener, somebody I just love who's out there. Uh, so this is great. I, <laughs> I get to pull <laughs> this all. This episode comes together from so many sources that I respect, that I have tremendous respect for. And I will say just outright here at the beginning, I mean, you know, I haven't talked to Sneak in some years. Um, it's been a while, but, uh, I hope he's doing well. And certainly I appreciate him bringing, uh, to our attention, you know, to, to the collective internet's attention, frankly, uh, what is going on with recent, uh, Apple hardware and software. Um, and this is, and when we say software, as you'll find out when we get into this, we mean particularly the operating system. Um, this is something that I am stunned and believe me, I watch them most of them. I mean, who can see every, you know, news outlet and blog uh, site or whatever, but this is something that I am shocked that, I mean, I guess I'm not too surprised that the likes of say nine to five Mac or something like that would not pick up on this, but I'm more surprised that the likes of say bleeping computer and some others have not taken up the charge because I mean, this is you know, like, this is red alert stuff. Uh, particularly considering that a lot of these outlets seem to have no problem, uh, you know, raising the alarm about what was going on. What was this in 2021 when Apple said that they were going to be uh, uh, scanning your iOS devices for, you know, for what they call CSAM, right? Which is essentially, you know, it's the short term for child pornography, uh, that they would be scanning that and scanning messages for that and everything. And of course, now we know that Apple has done, uh, you know, end to end encrypted, uh, you know, cloud backups, but regardless, I want to get into this. Okay. I am just stunned that no, uh, major news outlet has really picked this up and, you know, at least tried to debunk or verify, uh, you know, the claims that sneak is making here. So let's read from it. This is from January 15th. So this is, this is very fresh. Okay. January 15th, 2023. Here we go. Uh, and I'm going to read his pre I'm not going to read the whole thing. Okay. Because you'll get the point across, but let's read the preface and then we'll get into what exactly happened here. So here's his preface preface. I don't use iCloud. I don't use an Apple ID. I don't use the Mac app store. I don't store photos in the Mac OS photos application, even locally. 
I never opted into Apple network services of any kind. I use Mac OS software on Apple hardware. Okay. So let's, let's talk about that, that preface for just one second, because this is really key. Okay. What he is saying, um, and, and look, I applaud Apple for this, that like, if you're, if you're using Mac OS, um, you do not unlike say with windows 11, and I know there's ways to get around this, but with Mac OS, you do not have to log in with an Apple ID. This is not true for iOS or iPad OS, you know, or any, any iOS esque device. This is not the case, but with a MacBook, uh, you do not have to log in with an Apple ID. And I think that's a wonderful thing. Ironically, I've heard other, you know, Apple fans, Apple users, uh, product users, you know, complain about that. They, they kind of want to force the use of an Apple ID on a device because they think it's confusing for people who don't know what they're doing with a, with a MacBook. Um, but no, I, I applaud, I actually applaud Apple for not requiring, um, you know, internet connectivity right away upon opening up a device or requiring an Apple account, you know, an Apple ID. Uh, which is exact, you know, again, this is what Microsoft requires now. And it's part of the reason that, you know, the windows machine I'm using is still using windows seven with running zero patch, of course, but do you get my point? And you can hear more about that in my most recent sovereign short as well. Um, so, so, you know, I applaud Apple on that, but, and I'm glad that sneak or, you know, that, that, that Jeffrey Paul here is making the case or making it clear. Hey, I didn't you know, what, what, what we're about to describe happened, uh, and you can, you get the hint that it's with photos. Okay. Um, I, I did not sign up for this because I didn't use an Apple ID, even though it's Mac OS and it's Apple hardware, by the way, I don't think I read the headline. Let's hit the headline. Apple has begun scanning your local image files without consent. There's the headline. There you go. That's why, Hey, I'm not even using the photos app, right? That's why he's bringing that up. Okay. Let's keep reading. Quote, today I was browsing some local images in the subfolder of my documents folder, some HEIC files taken with an iPhone and copied to the Mac using the image capture program uh, used for dumping photos from an iOS device attached with a USB cable. I use a program called Little Snitch, which alerts me to network traffic attempted by the programs I use. I have all network access denied for a lot of Apple OS level apps because I'm not interested in transmitting any of my data whatsoever to Apple over the network, mostly because Apple turns over customer data on over 30,000 customers per year to U.S. federal police without any search warrant per Apple's own self-published transparency report. I'm good without any of that nonsense. Thank you. And end quote, right on sneak, uh, reading on quote, imagine my surprise when browsing these images in the finder, little snitch told me that Mac OS is now connecting to Apple APIs via a program named media analysis, uh, ISD, which is the media analysis demon, a background process for analyzing media files. It's very important. So, okay. So th that that's it. Okay. I mean, I I'll link in the show notes. Um, and he gives context. He talks about a lot of the things that I was just talking about, like how Apple did the turnaround on, uh, CSAM being scanned on iOS devices, you know, and along with other things, but his point again, I'll, I'll read a briefer version here. Quote today, Apple scanned my local files and those scanning programs attempted to talk to Apple APIs. Even though I don't use iCloud, Apple photos, or an Apple ID, this would have happened without my knowledge or consent if I were not running 
third-party network monitoring software. Okay, so that's the score. Now, it doesn't matter, okay? And, and, and link is in the show notes to, to, to Sneak's blog post, okay? It doesn't matter what the purpose was behind his Mac reaching out, you know, uh, uh, you know, to, to, with, with Apple APIs, okay? It, it doesn't matter what the purpose of that is. That's inconsequential. The problem here is that Apple, this isn't just local indexing. Again, it is, he had the software running, okay? He had little snitch running and it saw, hey, you started using the finder and it's reaching out to Apple servers. It's reaching out over the network. There's no need for that, okay? If you want to have like, you know, a localized search index, there's nothing wrong with that. Operating systems have had that for fuck 15 years or more, depending upon the, uh, what operating system you're talking about. That's a fine and dandy thing, but that's not what it did. Okay. There would have been nothing. There really wouldn't have been much suspicious about that. What's suspicious is that doing a local device search with no Apple ID, not using Apple software whatsoever, none of that. It's automatically reaching out to Apple servers to app with, you know, to Apple APIs. What the fuck is that? And it's a scanning process that was being done. So is Apple on, you know, on say Macs on, on Mac computers, is it searching for CSAM? What's it doing? Again, I would argue, even if we don't exactly know what it was doing, that's not even necessarily the problem. We just know that there's indexing going on as in files are getting scanned and in so doing, the information about those files is getting sent to Apple HQ. There's the problem. This is the exact problem that people were up in arms about with their iPhones in 2021, which he rightfully brought up and I brought up as well. Now, how did this not happen before? Why didn't this happen before? What's the deal? Let's go back to what I was talking about in the beginning with NPUs, neural processing units, okay? What does, out of nowhere, holy shit, what does the new M1 and M2 processors happen to have as part of their, their makeup, part of their infrastructure? I mean, understand that the, you know, the M1 uh, processors that Apple has developed is developing in-house and the M2s and, you know, the M3s and everything coming in the future. Understand that these are, you know, effectively modified, you know, A chips. And when I say A, I mean like, the A15, A16, you know, the, like the, the processors that are in iOS devices. Okay. Now you got the preview of, you know, this, this idea of like local file scanning and connecting to Apple servers with what Apple was suggesting they would do about CSAM in 2021. Right now that's being done with a type processors that are in iPhones and, you know, previously in iPads. Of course, now iPads also have M1s and M2s in them, okay? Uh, but they were able to do that simply because of this development of a neural engine built into the A-type processors as well as, you know, now M1s and M2s, okay? So now Macs, you know, proper Mac computers can do this. Why? Because they have the processor with the built-in neural engine. I'm not saying 
you know, I think it's clear Apple's not the only one that's doing this, or they're not the only ones that are going to do this. Right. But it's funny that just days after I predicted that this is what's going to be done when NPUs, when neural engines become a standard in windows PCs that we find out Apple's already on top of it, already doing it. So a, my prediction's right. B, this is fucking insane for the company that's all about privacy and doesn't need to harvest data about you or anything else. Now, I mean, sneak goes on in his blog post to suggest, um, that this is due to government requirements and whatever else, or, I mean, you know, I don't want read, read the piece. It's not a long piece. It's worthwhile to, to dig into. Okay. But the notion that the government is requiring Apple to do this. Oh, I don't think that's outlandish at all. Not, not even close. I mean, there's nothing outlandish. Like, of course they would. Um, and you know, to say like, okay, is there any operating system or, you know, uh, uh, like hardware class that or hardware platform that is safe from this? No, Android's not safe from this. I mean, the whole point behind the tensor processor that Google developed for pixel. I mean, there's a lot of different reasons for its existence, but one of the things is for neural processing is for, you know, an AI on system that doesn't have to connect online, but can do more while it's offline. And again, that ultimately gets to what's so scary about this. You essentially have modern computers today. Okay. With something akin to an NPU or neural engine or whatever they want to call it, they're going to use neural in, in, in the nomenclature somewhere. Okay. That, that is there and designed to allow for spying snooping upon your, you know, on, on, on your data, even while it's not connected. And then once it does find a network connection, it it will probably send that information off. Now I'm not saying that sneak said that I'm saying, this is what I'm saying is happening and why this is going on. But is there a platform safe from this? No, no, there's no real modern computing platform safe from this. Um, you can say, yeah, and, and this has been brought up every single time that like internet connectivity becomes some kind of requirement for some kind of feature. Again, it shouldn't have even been for, uh, the Mac that, you know, that, that, that sneak was using here. Okay. But you can say that, well, you know, this is just, look, it's 2023. This is just how things work. They have to connect to the internet first. Your Xbox has to connect to the internet first before you can use it. Your windows machine has to connect to the internet first before you can use it. Of course your operating system, even Mac OS is connecting to the internet at all times. You know, it's just like the same people who basically brushed off, uh, the idea that, or the, the genuine research that was found that Apple software was circumventing VPN connections creating a genuine security and privacy issue. You know, people just brush that off like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, of course it does that because it's 2022 in that case. Uh, you know, and where, and Hey, I hear you. You know what? You're not even wrong. Like this is expected behavior that does. However, while you're not wrong about that, that this is expected behavior, that doesn't mean it's right. As in, that doesn't mean it's a good thing. It doesn't mean that it's something that is pro-consumer because it's fucking not. This is absolutely privacy encroaching. This is, and I mean, 
even in the statement that this is something you should expect. No, what you should really expect is the OS that you've been using. And I know that, you know, that Jeffrey Paul has been using, you know, Apple stuff for fucking ever. Okay. No, you should expect that the, 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 the platform that you use or the OS you use has features that have been in it for 30 or, you know, however long, I mean, you know, OS Mac OS slash, you know, OS 10. I mean, that hasn't been around for 30 years, but it's getting there. <laughs> but I mean, this is the same complaints I have with windows, right? Like it's insane. What little features get taken away, say from windows 11, uh, and they get taken away and then added back in. Like, like it's a new feature or something. G- give me a fucking break. Anyway, no, there is the expectation that something should work as it does, especially when you're somebody who's sunk in so many money in, or so much money into, uh, you know, a specific ecosystem, like say Apple or Microsoft or whatever. I mean, there, there's an expectation there, but at the same time, sure. Yep. I get it. You know, you should have, I, I mean, th- like this is the takeaway. Okay. You should have no reasonable expectation of privacy with modern, uh, hardware and software. Like there just isn't, unless it's something where they are particularly saying to you, Hey, we're building this with privacy as a focus. Even then you should be incredibly skeptical. Okay. And you know, which is funny, right? Even though we've already dispelled this notion with particularly with where Apple is putting a lot of its development power and, uh, buying power internally, Uh, you know, they're looking at getting into the ad business. They're looking into, you know, all kinds of things that are clearly anti-privacy. Um, you know, they're marketing and, and I, I feel like they've backpedaled on that, even though, you know, they're saying, well, we have end to end cloud encryption, uh, you know, that, that, and, and look, I applauded that when it happened and they're doing it right as far as the security setup. But then if your stuff's still getting scanned client side, and then going off to independent APIs, uh, I got to wonder about that. Just, just how, uh, how great all that encryption is. So this is a warning and, and that's actually how sneak puts it as well. Like you, you get one warning on this. Um, yeah, I, I, I would be very, very concerned. And I mean, look, what am I recording this on right now? Um, I'm on a, well, actually it's about an eight year old computer now. Uh, this is, this does not <laughs> have anything remotely like an NPU. It doesn't even really have a GPU in it. Okay. Um, you know, if, if you want, like, what's the extreme solution here? Yeah. You might want to look into buying older hardware. The fortunate thing is you have companies out there or you have product lines, like say ThinkPads, that are veritably indestructible have a massive aftermarket, you know, in third-party parts around them to where, you know, I know people that use ThinkPads that are 20 years old uh, and they use them as their daily driver. They're running the latest version of Firefox, the whole business on them, um, you know, and, and, and they're, and, and hell, they're running their business off of it. And it's a 20-year-old machine. I'm not saying you have to go that far back, Okay but maybe 15 years or something like that. I mean, this is just something to consider. If this is a real concern for you, you need to look at, and and I mean, Hey, look, I'd argue for this anyway, just like I've always said, you know, what's the environmental, uh, what's the proper environmental, uh, uh, solution for the problem of say cars, right. Of vehicles, you know, of automobiles, it is not to go out and buy a Tesla. 
Okay. And that's not even getting into the, the, the anti-environmental aspects of the battery in those fuckers. It is not to go and buy a Tesla. It is to go and buy the oldest cars you can find and run those fuckers into the ground until they are dead. Use up what's already been produced. Then think about getting new cars, but that's not the way environmentalists think. Why? Because environmentalists mostly are liars. All right. Same deal here. You know, how do you solve this problem of constant privacy encroaching and security concerns around a lot of modern technology? Well, you buy the old shit and you, you know, you retrofit it to where it can still engage the modern world and get your shit done. Okay. But it doesn't have a lot of the bells and whistles that I would argue. I mean, sneak doesn't bring in necessarily, you know, the concerns around the neural engine. I think that's at the core of this and why that became a thing. Okay. But yeah, getting away from devices that, that, that have that built in, I think that's a pretty smart move. You want to look at things like graphene OS for your smartphone, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, Hey, you know, you can go that far, but that's kind of my solution. I will not be purchasing a computer that has, you know, a lot of these hardware elements into it. And does that mean that someday, you know, there won't be any more computers for Brian Sovereign to use? Well, you know, <laughs> to say that I fantasize about that sometimes, where's the lie? <laughs> there, there isn't one. A strange thing for a tech podcaster, a tech journalist to say, but there it is. So, uh, if you have now, if you have anything to debunk about this, uh, please reach out to me at Q22 at NWO.red. I am so honored by the listener that brought this to my attention. Um, I'm glad this kind of independent reporting is being done. Uh, you know, and, and again, all, you know, all that has to happen is some major media outlet or Apple themselves just has to come out and say, Oh no, this is what, what's actually happening. But it's been over or about a week now and no response to this, which is equally concerning, you know, from a genuine security professional here, you know, on the part of sneak. So you can tell me what you think about it. Uh, I know I have a lot of Apple fans, uh, you know, people in the Apple ecosystem, you know, that are in my listenership, uh, and I respect their opinions greatly. And I'd love to hear from you on this one. Um, but this is troublesome. And again, ultimately it just proves what I had said that NPUs, uh, would ultimately end up being used for. So I will leave this sovereign short at that. And I will see all of you woo, on the other side. Science, outer space, psychology, book and movie recommendations, fiction from the Sovereign Universe, travels to points of mystery and the unexplained, and even spirituality? All of that can only mean one thing. The Sovereign Technica Newsletter. By me, Ellen Sovereign, along with some stuff by that crazy man I call my husband, Dr. Brian Sovereign. It's the latest tool in your self-directed education, the education that really matters. If you want to cut through the crap of mainstream media ass clowns, sign up for the Sovereign Technica newsletter right now at sovereign.substack.com.
That's S-O-V-R-Y-N dot The Sovereign Technica Newsletter. Welcome to the future.